Welcome to Quantum Magazine Science Podcast. Come for the science, stay for the stories. For news, interviews, videos, graphics, and more, visit quantummagazine.org. This week, scientists have figured out how microbes can suck energy from rocks. In 2015, biophysicist Mo Anajar plunged beneath South Dakota's Black Hills into an old gold mine. The mine is famous because a dark matter detector lives inside. But unlike most scientists who trekked the Black Hills these days, he wasn't there to hunt for subatomic particles. He went to search for life. Anajar and a graduate student crossed the mine's network of passages looking for a rusty metal pipe in the darkness underground. They drained some of the pipe's ancient water into a container, inserted electrodes, and hoped the current would attract their prey, a microbe that can live off pure electricity. They were hunting for electricity-eating microbes that belong to a larger class of organisms, one that scientists are only beginning to understand. They inhabit largely uncharted worlds like bubbling cauldrons of deep-sea vents and mineral-rich veins deep beneath the planet's surface. The microbes represent a segment of life that has been mostly ignored. Their strange habitats make them difficult to grow in the lab. But early surveys suggest that there's a lot of them out there. A recent sampling of microbes collected from the seafloor near California's Catalina Island shows a surprising variety of microbes. They consume and shed electrons by eating or breathing minerals or metals. Anajar's team is still analyzing their goldmine data, but he says that their initial results echo the Catalina findings. When scientists have searched for electron eaters in the right locations, they've found them. Those places are ones that have lots of minerals, but not a lot of oxygen. As scientists find more electron eaters, they're figuring out how they work. How does a microbe get electrons out of a piece of metal, or deposit them back into the environment when it's finished with them? A study published in 2015 showed how one of these microbes catches and consumes its electrical prey. Other research, not yet published, says that some metal eaters transport electrons directly across their membranes, something once thought impossible. Though eating electricity seems bizarre, the flow of current is central to life. All organisms require a source of electrons to make and store energy. They must also be able to shed electrons once their job is done. Humans and many other organisms get electrons from food and expel them with our breath. The microbes that Anajar and others are trying to grow belong to a group called lithoatotrophs, or rock eaters. Lithoatotrophs harvest energy from inorganic substances such as iron, sulfur, or manganese. Under the right conditions, they can survive solely on electricity. The microbe's apparent ability to consume electrons or direct electron transfer is particularly interesting because it seems to defy the basic rules of biophysics. The fatty membranes that enclose cells act as an insulator, creating an electrically neutral zone once thought impossible for an electron to cross. Kenneth Nielsen, a geobiologist at the University of Southern California, said that no one wanted to believe that a bacterium would take an electron from the inside of the cell and move it to the outside. 
In the 1980s, Nielsen and others discovered a surprising group of bacteria that can expel electrons directly onto solid minerals. It took until 2006 to discover the mechanism behind this feat. A trio of specialized proteins sits in the cell membrane, forming a conductive bridge that transfers electrons to the outside of the cell. Scientists began to wonder whether microbes could also do the reverse and directly use electrons as a source of energy. Researchers focused on a group of microbes called methanogens, which are known for making methane. Most methanogens aren't strict metal eaters, but in 2009, Bruce Logan, an environmental engineer at Penn State, showed for the first time that a methanogen could survive using only energy from an electrode. The researchers proposed that the microbes were directly sucked up electrons, perhaps through a molecular bridge similar to the ones the electron producers use, but they didn't have direct proof. Then last year, Alfred Sporman, a microbiologist at Stanford, poked a hole in Logan's theory. His team uncovered a way that these organisms can survive on electrodes without eating naked electrons. The microbes Sporman studied produced an enzyme that sits on the electrode surface. The enzyme pairs an electron from the electrode with a proton from water to create a hydrogen atom. Hydrogen is a well-established food source among methanogens. Daniel Bond, a microbiologist at the University of Minnesota, said rather than having a conductive pathway, these microbes use an enzyme. He explained that they don't need to build a bridge out of conductive materials. Though the microbes aren't eating naked electrons, the results are surprising in their own right. Most enzymes work best inside the cell and quickly degrade outside. Sporman said what's unique is how stable the enzymes are when they gather on the surface of the electrode. Past experiments suggest that these enzymes are active outside the cell for only a few hours. Sporman showed they're active for six weeks. But Sporman and others still believe that methanogens and other microbes can directly suck up electricity. The enzyme is an alternative to direct electron transfer, but it doesn't mean direct electron transfer can't exist. Sporman said his team has already found a microbe capable of taking in naked electrons, but they haven't published the details yet. Only a tiny fraction, perhaps 2%, of all the planet's microorganisms can be grown in the lab. Scientists hope that these new approaches, growing microbes on electrodes, will be a way to study microbes that so far have been impossible to cultivate. Annette Rowe, a postdoc at USC working with Anajar, said using electrodes as proxies for minerals has helped open and expand this field. Now they have a way to grow the bacteria and monitor their respiration and really have a look at their physiology. Roe has already had some success. In 2013, she went on a micro-prospecting trip to the iron-rich sediments that surround California's Catalina Island. She identified at least 30 new varieties of electric microbes in a study published in 2015. She said they're from a very diverse group of microbes that are quite common in marine systems. Before her experiment, she said, no one knew these microbes could take up electrons from an inorganic substrate. That's something they weren't expecting. Just like fishermen use lures to attract different fish, Rowe set the electrodes to different voltages to draw out a rich diversity of microbes. She knew when she had a catch because the current changed. Metal eaters generate a negative current as the microbes suck electrons from the negative electrode.
Roe collected different varieties of bacteria. They thrive under different electrical conditions, suggesting they use different strategies for eating electrons. She said each bacteria had a different energy level where electron uptake would happen. They think that is indicative of different pathways. Roe is now searching new environments for additional microbes, focusing on fluids from a deep spring with low acidity. She's also helping with Anajar's goldmine expedition. He said they're trying to understand how how life works under these conditions. They now know that life goes far deeper than they thought, he said, but they don't have a good idea of how they are surviving. Anajar emphasizes that the field is still in its infancy, comparing the current state to the early days of neuroscience, when researchers poked at frogs with electrodes to make their muscles twitch. It took a long time for the basic mechanistic stuff to come out, he said. It's only been 30 years since they discovered that microbes can interact with solid surfaces. It seems scientists have only scratched the surface of the microbial diversity that thrives beneath the planet's shallow exterior. The results could give clues to the origins of life on Earth and beyond. One theory for the emergence of life suggests it originated on mineral surfaces, which could have concentrated biological molecules and catalyzed reactions. New research could fill in one of the theory's gaps, a mechanism for transporting electrons from mineral surfaces into cells. Subsurface metal eaters may also provide a blueprint for life on other worlds, where alien microbes might be hidden beneath the planet's shallow exterior. Anajar said for him, one of the most exciting possibilities is finding life forms that might survive in extreme environments like Mars. His goldmine experiment is funded by NASA's Astrobiology Institute. Mars is iron-rich and has water flowing beneath its surface. If you have a system that can pick up electrons from iron and have some water, he said, then you have all the ingredients for a conceivable metabolism. Maybe a former mine a mile underneath South Dakota won't be the most surprising place that researchers find electron-eating life. That was a recap of Emily Singer's story, New Life Found That Lives Off Electricity. You're listening to Quantum Magazine's podcast. I'm Karen Shakurji. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review in iTunes. For news, interviews, graphics, and more, visit quantummagazine.org.